Hey y'all, and welcome to the Teacher Nook, where we break down strategies, tools, and resources to help self-contained educators teaching students with significant disabilities, including autism. Learn tips and tricks to manage behavior, improve communication, and build vocational skills in less time and with less stress. We help you work smarter, not harder. It's Ayo here, and I want to thank you for joining me today. As always, I'm here to help you by answering your questions on teaching students with severe and profound disabilities. But before we get to today's episode, I want to remind you that you can have your questions answered on the Teacher Nook by heading over to the website and submitting a question today. If you have your question chosen for the podcast, you'll receive a free resource from the Noodle Nook store. Our store has visual supports for communication and behavior, including token boards and visual schedules, adapted novels and activities to develop students academically, like our new Builder Bin, your DIY dollar store STEM activities, and vocational training tools like principal and DIY task boxes, all meant to support teachers in special education or autism units. So be sure to visit www.noodlenook.net today to get your questions answered. All right, let's get this podcast started. Today's question is coming from Chloe. Chloe asks, currently for community-based instruction, I'm having my kiddos go to the grocery store and local restaurants to help them practice how to request things and use money. Where else can I go? Chloe, I think that's a great question. I know it can be really hard to think of places that are meaningful for our students with significant disabilities to go when they're out in the community, but I've got a few suggestions for you. If you're teaching students with significant disabilities, it probably is a good place to start to think about these community trips in three phases. Your first phase is to do some campus-based trips. You're not even out in the community yet. The skills that you're working on, though, are feeding into your future community-based trips. But when you're on campus, what you're really working on is compliance, being able to navigate, asking for directions, understanding that different places will get you different things, just really learning the basics of being out in the community. And then from there, you kind of graduate to your community-based trips. Those would be like what you've said, going to the grocery store, going to local restaurants, and practicing how to do things with money and make requests. After that, you're really going to move on to vocational community trips where you're looking for a community partner who's going to allow your students to come to their place of business and work in some capacity. Now that doesn't have to be paid work, it can be just job site training, but what we're looking for is that our students are gonna start to develop some vocational skills and some job readiness. So if you think about those three purposes of community-based instruction, it might help to guide you as you're thinking of places that you can go to. First off, what you've already started with is great. Thinking about how students can attack either restaurant skills, retail businesses, or places that you go to support daily living as an adult. Those are the three categories that will help you as you're moving forward. And also to acknowledge that the purpose of this is building independence and helping our students get to job readiness. So if there are local places that do employ students who have disabilities or at least open to volunteer work or employment, those are some places you might want to go to as a consumer if possible. But let's rewind a little bit. Let's talk about restaurants. I know in the question that you sent in by email, you talked about going to your local restaurants so that your students could practice requesting uh, food items and then paying using their own money. And I love that. 
we can practice that in a fast food setting, which is very different from practicing that in a sit-down restaurant, which is also very different from practicing that at a counter-type restaurant like a donut shop or someplace else where you, you just go up to the counter, you get your stuff, and you leave. So it's something to think about as you're going to restaurants, how you can change what the dynamics are by changing the type of restaurant that you go to. But I also want you to think about the purpose of those restaurant trips. It can be easy to get caught up in going to the places that your stomach is dictating or your students might really love, but we want to get our students to the point when they go to these restaurants that you can almost drop them at the door. And I don't mean really drop them at the door, but I want you to get this idea that you can go to a restaurant, your students have developed a level of independence where you are almost removed from the situation. And that is much different than having someone support you through the entire process and a student just having an opportunity to order and then pay. So think about all this, the micro skills that go into eating out and, and figure out how you can work on that level of independence when you go to, to restaurants to practice your community instruction, to practice your community skills with your students. So another place that you can, another kind of realm that you can think about going to other than restaurants is retail. Now I heard you say grocery stores and obviously grocery stores as an adult living in this world are like the place I go to the grocery store all the time. Oh my God, I'm at the grocery store so much. But that's a place that as an adult you frequent often because you need to keep food in your house. So when you're thinking about retail, definitely grocery stores should be at the top of your list. But also think about places like department stores places like specialty stores, and a specialty store would be something like a Best Buy or a PetSmart, something specific to a type of consumerism. You would also want to maybe learn to frequent pharmacies like a CVS or a Walgreens. And then also my personal favorite is like a Dollar Tree or a Dollar Store. I don't know about y'all, but you know, budgets are tight. So it's always good to learn how to do price comparison and price shopping at a Dollar Store if there's one local to your community. But when you think about retail, it's the same concept here. You have a student who you're trying to build towards independence. What would happen if there was a specific need like... I need to get toiletries for my shower caddy and I'm going to go to the local department store or I'm going to go to the local dollar store or the local pharmacy and I'm going to get the things that I need. Can you, with a mission in mind, drop a student at the door and have them finish the entire process of going in, keeping within a budget, navigating through the store, checking out, managing their money and and appropriately doing social interactions with the cashier, and then meeting you back at the door? Have you practiced that level of skill? And hopefully you're saying yes. Um, The last category, we kind of talked about restaurants, we talked about retail space. I think you also need to talk about the daily living tasks that we do as an adult, and think about places that you can go inside of that space. Try to think forward to what the world is going to be like for our students when they are in their 30s or 40s or 50s. I know it does kind of feel like a throwback to talk about going to places like the bank and the post office, but sometimes those are places that we do end up having to go just to manage the daily life as as an adult. So definitely banks and post office. Um, You might want to try a laundromat if that's something that is appropriate for your community. Places like hardware stores and even doctor's offices can be places where you can practice what it's like to go in, sit down, talk to the person at the front desk, wait, and then without having to see a physician leave. So just to think about other places that your students would have to frequent in daily life. Now, I've talked about restaurants, I've talked about retail, I've talked about some daily living locations. 
It might help if you yourself sit down and think about what the top places are near your school and in your community. What are the places, uh, retail, restaurants, daily living spaces that get the most traffic in your community? In addition, if you really wanted to sit down and do some self-reflection to think about what's important to you, think about all the places that you go in a given week or in a given month. And that might really help drive uh, some decision-making for you in terms of where else you can explore in your community. Now, like I said, we've just talked about community trips. We haven't talked about campus um, trips or really vocational community trips. And I'm going to save that for another day. But I hope that you feel like you've got some places that you can go to out in your community and that you do have some idea of how to make that more, more functional for your students and move them forward in their independence by giving them more tasks to do within the community and really deepen the complexity of what you're asking your students to do in, on those sites and at those locations. All right, Chloe, good luck. And thank you so much for your question. I really appreciate it. I'm going to send you out some free classroom material from the Noodle Nook store. And I actually am going to send you the community-based scavenger hunt. I think it would be perfect for you. It's a great way to get your students out in the community and thinking about budget items and meeting needs based on and finding things based on their needs. So good luck. For those of you listening, if you want to have your question answered here on the Nook, head over to noodlenook.net and click on podcasts to submit your question. There are so many questions out there about how to be the best teacher you can be when you work with low-incident students and students with severe disabilities like autism. And we need all the great teachers we can get, so stay strong and teach on. Thanks for listening to The Teacher Nook. Don't miss the next episode by subscribing now. You can do that by visiting www.noodlenook.net or searching on your favorite podcast player. Bye, y'all. Till next time.